talking to me about my Randy young girlfriend, do you? <laughs> On holiday in Ibiza. No, 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 you don't want to hear about that and all what we did and that. No, no. And now we met these, these... No, 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 no. No, I can't tell you. And we went to the beach. No, no, no. And we didn't have any swimming costumes. The, ne the next number, ladies and gentlemen, is one of our more serious numbers, which encompasses uh, everything what we've done before. It includes many various types of music, uh, which we have each individually picked up here and there. Starting with Patrick Gibbs playing some jazz. Oh, no, I'm not. It's the radio. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> All right, then. right, here we go with Mama Don't Allow. All right. One, two. Wait a minute. One, oh. two, three, four. Oh, oh, two. Lord, I couldn't even find my feet. 
Busking. But some of them are fairly good, I think, musical-wise, you know? Well, they're all brilliant musicians, mainly, anyway, and of course there's some chancellors, but... 80% of them are chancellors, eh? Some of them are enjoyable, more of them are horrible. It all depends on the kind of music you like, you know? If, uh, if I don't like pop, I, don't, I wouldn't listen to those people playing pop. But if I hear some nice Irish tunes or something like that, then maybe I would listen to them. There's no other way, like if, if you're playing music, you can't afford, like if you write music, it's not taken off you. So you have to get out on the streets and prove your point. Then you have a hasslemen with the police and you're not doing, not doing any harm at all, you know. Like there's nothing wrong with playing a bit of music, but, but in my opinion, like if you're obstructing the streets because people are listening to your music, well then they must enjoy your music. So it's, you're not telling anybody to stop, it's just that they're enjoying your sound. But uh, the, the general public themselves always appreciate the sound, that's how you get the money. Because if you were playing out of tune, then you wouldn't get the money, you know. I was down in Galway. Uh, then I went down to the list all races after that. I was busking down there. But Galway was about the best of the lot. Because you had all the, the Yanks down there and they were all throwing away their dollars and the, the French money and all was coming in. Usually bus outside Ernest here are shop and save across the road. Well, I used to be in Grant Street, but it's a very mean street. Plenty of fancy clothes with no money.
Hustlers. Oh yeah, you get them regularly, yeah. Moving in on people, looking for that nearest penny. <laughs> yeah, you get a few notes, especially for Saturday, you might be playing along, you play a good, well-known tune, and all of a sudden you get uh, people coming drunk and they're dancing. Start dancing, but like that's a bit of enjoyment, like they're only, only drunk. But then you have the people moving in where they give us a penny or for a cup of tea or something, you know? Hello there. Haven't I seen you before? Now I see you behind. Haven't I seen you No. Hey, listen, how would you like to marry me? I have a drinking problem. Milk, tea, coffee and your name. <laughs> there, was, there was one thing that happened there a while ago, but it's, she wasn't a messer. This was a, a woman. And uh, she says that she was dying to go to the Jacks. And uh, would I have a penny? So I had to give her a penny to go to the Jacks, you know? What was your last occupation? Blues. I've got those state your weekly minimum. You don't want to work your bum blues. Well, they make you feel like you're committing a sin. Just trying to get back part of what you put in. I've got those. Have you had an interview? Come back in a week or two, blues. I like to sing songs with social commentary if possible, you know, rather than kind of self-indulgent or self-pitying songs or whatever, you know. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd do it full-time, you know, otherwise the music would be sacrificed to, to making a living, you know. A very meagre living, really, you know. You wouldn't want to be in it for the money if you were busking, you know, because it's, it's a kind of a thing of doing live music rather than, you know, rather than working through a machine or something like that, you know. I've got those unemployment compensation, please fill out an application, blue. I've got those, how much money did you earn, stand in line and wait your turn, blue. Make you feel like you're a jerk When all you want is the chance to work And lose those out-of-work humiliation Unemployment compensation blues Why does anyone bust at all? This is the central problem, I mean are you going to stand in a queue with the hundred what is it, 105,000 people for a job? I mean, you have to get up and do something because any sort of a handout you can get here from the state is so pitiable. I mean, it's impossible to live on. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, ludicrous. So, I mean, you have to just get up and, 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 and get around and do something. That's all. And people, as I say, here in Dublin uh, and in Cork, I think they're pretty understanding about it and they realise that's the situation and they don't... You're not uh, smeared as much as you might be in other places. I mean, I played in places like uh, Paris, for example, Amsterdam, where 
people more or less sneer at you. They say, well, I mean, what's this? I mean, this is lamentable. Irrespective of how good your music is, I mean, you could be, you could be fucking uh, Benjamino Caruso or somebody, you know. As the fact that you're playing in the street, well, that's, that just absolutely uh, condemns you completely. Whereas here, it's not too bad. Except that I wish more people would pass by and put in a few more two-bar pieces, you know, that's all. <laughs> See, there you have all these kids running up and down here as well. It's never... A, it's not always like this. No, it's better during the summer because uh, you've less people, you know, cramming up the place and all. But the spot you choose uh, is everything. It's the whole thing. I mean, you can't just sort of stand in the middle of O'Connell Street and start playing. <laughs> Or it's like, you know, busking on the moon or something like that, you know. <laughs> no, the place is, is everything. Everything. There are places where uh, it's pretty dodgy, like, um, you know, like uh, Henry Street, places like that, you know. Don't ask me why, but I don't really know why. I mean, there's all sorts of bylaws and everything. I mean, I, I'm not a, in the legal profession, but, uh, you know, but I mean, they say things like uh, uh, that if you're playing under an archway of some kind, that there's some sort of bylaw that it's all right, you know, and that you can, you're not liable to prosecution. It's it's rumoured, this, that and the other. Uh, who knows who's ever looked them up, you know? I mean, even the police themselves don't know as often as not, I'm quite sure, you know? And they all go back to uh, sort of Victorian times and pre-Victorian times, you know, in this country when we hadn't even got our own country anyway, it wasn't even in our hands, so. What grieves me more is not so much a question being moved on myself, is that it's all a matter of ancient legislation left over by... If you're Irish, you're moved on anyway, let's put it that way, you know. The whole symbolism of the thing, to me, is wrong, you know. 
in other words, back to the hills, to hell or to Connacht, that attitude, you know, and that still is with us today. Uh, some of the cops are all right. I suppose it's the same with any individual. It just, it, it depends on the guy. Some of them are really good, you know, and just walk by, but more of them kick your money around the place and make it hard. You know, follow you around the street and make sure you don't set up anywhere. A ray down there has been taken in and busted, and he looked up in surprise when the cops said he was taken him to Pierce Street Station and said, oh, Jesus. And uh, the cop added obscene language to the charge as well as everything else. See him wasted on the sidewalk in his jacket and his jeans Wearing yesterday's misfortunes like a smile Once he had a future filled with money, hope and dreams He spent like they were going out of style But he keeps on right a-changing for the better or the worse Searching for a shrine he's never found not knowing if believing is a blessing or a curse Or if the going up was worth the coming down He's a poet, he's a pusher, he's a prophet, he's a picker A pilgrim and a preacher and a problem when he's stoned He's a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction Taking every wrong direction on his lonely way back home He's tasted good and evil in your bedrooms and your bars. He's trading in tomorrow for today. Running from his devil's lord and reaching for the stars. Losing all he's got along the way. If this world keeps right on changing for the better or the worse. All he ever gets is older and around. From the rocking of the cradle to the moving of the hearse. Yes, the going up was worth the coming down. He's a poet, he's a pusher, he's a prophet, he's a picker, a pilgrim and a preacher, and a problem when he's stoned. He's a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction, taking every wrong direction on his lonely way back home. Done a lot of wrong directions on my lonely way back home. I did about five years in London, and, um, well, money just went down and down and down and down. You get six shillings an hour, you know? <laughs> it's not very good anymore. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't do forever, obviously. Being sorry right for a few years will get you from here to there. A few bus, seven days a week, six days a week. It's enough to live on. I've busked all over the continent. I've gone to Copenhagen with nothing in my pocket and coming back with 20, 30 quid. That's all right. Look at that. <laughs> Somebody gave me a pound out. <laughs> the thing is, you can only do, you know, it's not like another job. You can't do 40, 40 hour a week. You can't sing for 40 hours a week. I mean, you can't sing for eight hours a day. Just kill yourself. You can only sing for maybe an hour, three hours. Three hours at the outside, I'd say. After that, you're, you know, you're jeopardizing your, the following day's busking. I think that the people don't object as much to them as they do to the ordinary itinerant sitting on O'Connell Bridge and sitting around. Because those people playing the music seldom molest anybody or, we'll say, try to get money out of them by force in any way. Well, it's hard to know what to think about anything that goes on nowadays. I mean, maybe if they're hard up, you can't blame them trying to get a few bob. 
every man to his own trade. You know, I mean, if he thinks that's the way he wants to earn his living, he's obviously got a freedom. consists of Dermot O'Connor and Mandolin, Leo Gillespie on guitar, George Kay, that's me on the fiddle, and Patrick Gibbs on the clarinet. And the music is divided basically, well, it's, it's 1920s and 30s music, but it's a cross between old-time bluegrass, um, country blues, jazz, ragtime. We try and incorporate everything. It's an unusual blend to feature clarinet with uh, so many stringed instruments, but it seems to work. It seems to work. We certainly enjoy ourselves anyway. We're, um, we're split really between the cabaret scene, the established cabaret scene in, in Dublin and around the country and the um, busking scene. Of course, the weather's gone for consistent busking. I mean, you, you can't rely on the clear sunny spells, which you used to. 
and there's not that much trouble. We haven't experienced that much trouble with the police, uh, simply, I think, because we, we do tend to make a fairly full sound, and it's not a question of a couple of lads with out-of-tune guitars banging away. Um, we do pre present a full sound, and the band has improved tremendously since we started five months ago. It's not a, a scene where you just do a, a preset time gig as, as you do in cabaret. It's a question of sitting down and taking potluck as to whether the police are around or whether the crowds are there, and of course the weather. Um, it can be hard work, but it can be vastly more rewarding from the point of view of the people don't have to listen to you. The people are under no obligation, they don't pay their money and then sit down, and if they like you, they will stay around, and if they don't, they'll move on, and it's a challenge. So it's more exhilarating when you do get a crowd and they enjoy it, and given all the conditions being right, um, on a Saturday afternoon in Henry Street, we might take, given the optimum conditions, anything up to 50 or 60 pounds, and again, that may vary from five pounds. It would depend entirely, it's, it's totally unpredictable. It depends upon everything, so many things, weather, the people, the absence or presence of the law. We have had good days, we have had bad days, and you just can't tell until you, you're actually there. When I was 16, started playing when I was 16 years old. I've been uh, blind since birth. Uh, there are times that you can be put off the bridge for playing. Sometimes I play on the bridge for a living, like you know, uh, you get 10, 25 blind pensions. I find that very hard to live on. Hard to make a living now with, with the times as well, you know. People haven't got to give away anymore, you see, that's it. Things are, the prices are too high and so forth, you know. When you pay your whale was seven pounds a week for a ten twenty for you, what have you left? You have to do this. But I accident stopped over there. You know when you go to the Hebney Bridge or over Liffey Street there? Well, there used to be a fella in there I used to often stand there and let my wife go off shopping and listen to him. That's a fact. Oh, well, I think they should work for a living just the same as we do. Oh, I think they're terrific. I love any kind of music. <laughs> but do, do you, what do you think of them, Harriet? I think they're terrific anyway. I think they're good. Better than what's those beyond television and times.
It'd be nicer if you weren't uh, bothered by the shopkeepers and people like that. People that just listen to the music are fine. But shopkeepers now, when they're playing outside their shop, they come out and say, would you mind moving on? You're ruining our display. You're stopping the customers coming in and whatever it is. And there's not, it's not really justified at all. Like there was a fella did that today. He was asked us to move on. So that happens regularly. Yeah, if you're playing Irish music, you seem to get moved on quicker than if you're playing anything else, any other sort of music. Now you see fellas singing with a guitar, and they're left there. If a fella takes out a tin whistle, he's asked to get out of the way, which is a very strange thing at all. I don't think people understand the music at all. Irish music, reels, jigs, and it's just the noise, and it's gone little, 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 little to them. They can't follow the melody, <laughs> and the next thing they say, that fella's a need, just get him out of here. And it's a bad saying if you're trying to make a few bob. Like you don't do it because you've plenty of money. You do it because you haven't got a whole lot. <laughs> Take, for example, someone like um, Carolyn, for example, who travelled around the country. Well, I mean, basically what they were doing was busking too. They were put up by people who gave them hospitality. Well, I mean, isn't that the same thing as playing music in the street and getting a few coppers for it? I mean, it's the same. It's basically the same tradition. Um, it's a continuation of the same tradition. Mind you, there are several different ways in which that tradition is continued on. I think it's continued on just as much by someone who plays uh, a tune uh, on a record or on the radio as it is by someone playing in the street. There were some of the famous pipers now. There were always travellers and the harpers. But from what I gather, the harpers had patronage in the big houses and they were making their living by playing for the people in those houses. And the decline of the harp was when the big houses went down themselves, and then the harpers had no patrons. So that was that. But apart from the fact that the thing was outlawed, and there were people hung for playing pipes of one kind and another. So the law and the music has always been at loggerheads. Now, just hundreds of years has been this thing. The original Irish pipe was banned because they, it was a war instrument. And the Ilum pipe is a thing that I was playing today now on the street. And that was banned as well at one time. Like there's a picture in an old book I saw there of a fella hung on a tree with the pipes hanging from him. And he was hung for playing seditious tunes on the Ilum pipe.
I've been busking around for about four years. But I'd hate to have to depend on it. Sometimes we'd spend a whole day there and between four of us we might make 30 bob. And then again on another good day we could make 15 quid in a couple of hours, you know. That's how the busking goes. You could be really dropped sometimes, you know. I'll really be left without a penny. Be stuck, mightn't have your bus fare home. A load of people can stand around and listen for a long time. Sometimes they can really get into it. They can, you might have two or three people who'd stay there with you for an hour and they'd ask you to play a few certain tunes for them and tell you stories about things, you know. You could even get a few gigs out of it, like people would ask you to come along to pubs and play for them and the likes of that. Yeah, there's a fair bit of hassling with the police. You'd sometimes have one eye on your music and another eye on the street looking out for the <laughs> cab coming up the road, you know? Because <laughs> if that eyes get you, you can be in trouble. Well, I've never been charged myself, but I've been threatened. They told me they were going to bring the Black Mariah along. This hard thing. And the sergeant once came along with some trip about being a beggar, you know. He said, you, it's a very low thing to be doing, to be begging on the side of the road. Have you got no respect? I've busted a little bit in England, in London. It didn't seem to work out very well. I did a little bit of busking in America, but it wasn't a great place for busking either, America. They choose their own working hours, and they choose the form of their work, which very few people can do. Um, and obviously they enjoy music, so with a combination like that, you know, who wouldn't be envious, really? Well, that was in Mary Street. I was just standing there. It was the first day in Dublin. I'd done three quarters of an hour, and all of a sudden there was four uniformed guards came from all different directions, then a plainclothes one came up and flashed his warrant in my face. I spent about two hours in Store Street, <laughs> and taken to court the next day. Well, I was charged with um, blowing a horn or other noisy instrument for the purposes of collecting a crowd to gather arms. That and then wandering abroad with intent to beg. <laughs> Which is a farce, really. <laughs> the laws all date back a hundred years or so, so, you know, they bear no relation to what things are like now. Gaty Green is private property, so therefore it's more or less like sitting in a sitting room. And the guards always turn a blind eye to weekends anyway in the dandelion market. Most of the guards up here seem to like music, and if you're good, you know, they'll come and sit and listen, or stand and listen. And sometimes they even put money in the hat. But, um, I know you hear a lot of problems, but I never have problems with them. I think they treat you the same way as you treat them. You know, if you respect them, then they respect you. Uh, I've written about 80 songs since I've been in Dublin. You've got to have someone to write about, to make a real song, and you can write about the people that you see. Be surprised how many people walking by a busker end up in one of his songs. <laughs> the people are much friendlier over here. They stop and talk to you more. Um, they seem to enjoy what you're doing a lot more than they do in London. In London, you're a bum for busking. Over here, you're someone special. That's the difference. But now at last the time has come The nights are glow and the music hums We are dancing the way the lovers do The music's slow, the lights are dim The singer croons a tulip, not a hymn For we are dancing the way the lovers do And when at last you do go home Finally the sands of night will run You recall when you're old 
Joplin, who also went insane in 1917. Did he? Yep. He was born in in Arkansas. 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 In in 1867. And did he mature quickly? No. Went off a bit. Took his time, did he? His first tune was called the Maple Leaf Rag. No, we're not going to do that one. And um, he got married twice. His first wife didn't like him. And uh, that's all I've got to say. Right. Have you got anything to say? Not really, no. No, that was very concise. Succinct enough. Yes. To the point. Here we go then with the entertainer.
Thank you very much. Thank you. That was the entertainer. <laughs>